Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to another edition of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. We're going to talk Wyoming today, so you're going to want to stick around because we got a lot of great stories, and I got my buddy to bring in and tell some of his own too, and that's Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Hey, how's it going? I'm a little tired. I mean, I, I, mean, <laughs> I think the both of us have been flying and traveling all over the world for so long um, that we're probably a little sleep deprived. I don't know about you. I just went from Laramie to Kansas City and now I'm in Orlando. I'm in Texas working right now and I'm finally going to be sleeping in my own bed tomorrow night, flying back to the rock tomorrow. So excited about that. Not excited about the travel on the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll see how the airports are. Uh, and I know you're traveling on Thanksgiving yeah. this week. Uh-huh. Hope you got your lounge access over there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got one direct flight. I'm going to back to LA. I'm going to be in five time zones in uh, six or seven days. So quite the journey for me. I've never done anything like this. I mean, I've done traveling, all, of course, all over the creation. But Laramie to Kansas City to Orlando to LA. There's a lot to talk about. So that's why I said you're going to want to stick around. We're going to talk about our experience in Laramie, Wyoming. It's a place that, you know, you might not think about uh, much outside of University of Wyoming. And, you know, honestly, there isn't very much. But Ryan and I still met some really great people, um, including players. We even had a Wyoming football player act as a Uber driver almost and take us to <laughs> campus from the airport. So we're going to talk about that, too. And that was crazy. And Ryan will talk about how he had to drive from Denver to Laramie with some parents because of a canceled flight. Uh, or a delayed flight. So we got some stories. Stick around for that. Also want you all to keep Sean and his family in your thoughts. Um, he is not able to join us tonight. Um, he has some family business to take to. I'm not going to go too far into it, but definitely keep him in your thoughts. And um, But first, you know, we're going to go back to our charity and we're going to let Ryan talk about the nonprofits that he selected for donations this past week. Yeah. So, you know, obviously being in Laramie, it is a smaller city. So it was a little bit trickier trying to find one that's uh, active and going on. Also learning that, uh, you know, Wyoming is the least populated state in the entire country. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> more more cows <laughs> than people in Laramie, Wyoming as well. So that's that's all you got to know. We saw definitely a lot of cows, but um, we have <laughs> a lot of great people out there, too. So I'm sure Ryan found a Really yeah, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk some more about some of the horse stories that we had with uh, people in, in Wyoming. But anyway, <laughs> so Laramie Interfaith is the uh, nonprofit I picked from Laramie. Uh, they've been around since January of 1988. So they just uh, they handle food and housing assistance to uh, people in that county, uh, you know, which is really great for them. And and you know, Laramie is a small city. I think it was like 31,000 people. So you know, even though it's there, there 200 people volunteer with this group out of that 31,000. So that's pretty impressive as well. Um, and of course, you know, with Maui, um, you know, never forgetting about them. Uh, I found a, it used to be called, and I'm, I know I'm going to butcher this later, um, but it used to be called the West Maui Mountains Watershed Partnership. And uh, they they started in 1998. 
And in their 20th anniversary in 2018, they changed their name to Mauna Kaha Lavai Watershed Partnership. So might have butchered that a little bit, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, they just take care of like feral animal control, weed control, um, and they try to use uh, you know local plants and stuff like that where they get rid of everything that was brought in. So you know, awesome. shout out to them as well. Um, and then of course they were you know doing some of their stuff to help out with the fires. Um, but yeah, they've got a full time staff of like eleven uh, people, and you know partner with a lot of groups on, on Maui. These donations really do go far away. So thank you, Ryan, for. Um, updating us with that um we we miss our boy sean uh so much because uh he brings so much to our show always and, and to every every place that sean is he always brings um a lot of <laughs> seanisms put it that <laughs> way so uh we'll try and keep some of them alive and um of course we're gonna have sean's report card and you know what? maybe we'll just start talking about that because we're gonna go back to wyoming obviously there is a game that's the reason we went to laramie some of you caught the broadcast uh probably on pay-per-view and saw that um you also got a shout out rich miano for giving me the shout out during the, the <laughs> broadcast so thanks to rich miano for that um but i'm just gonna let sean's report card do the talking so cue auntie because it's time for sean's report card and, and you know sean always likes to say the morning after he always spells morning m-o-u-r-n-i-n-g um the day after a blowout loss and he just says, damn, at the beginning, before he even gives a grade, he's just like, damn. Offense, he says D. Defense, he gives a D. Special teams, he gave B. Coaching, he gives a D. Ultimate Warrior, he said Stephen McBride. And he's still keeping his projected win total for five. So um, he says elevation is tough. Our DBs were getting burned the entire first half, and it's hard to win in Laramie. Um, so what is your first reaction to that, Ryan? You know, I was a little worried with, you know, something that Timmy's been doing the whole season was keeping uh, the team on Hawaii time. So, you know, one, I understand these guys play at six in the morning in practice, right? But 9 a.m. start Hawaii time, I figured we were going to start slow. But yeah, we, that was slower than slow. I mean, you know, we were basically just settling into the game and we turn around and it was 14 nothing. Uh, just, yeah, super fast and, after that, uh, you know, we had one chance to kind of come back and we'll talk more about that, you know, goal line situation that went down to fourth mm -hmm. and one. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, if if we didn't get that and cut it to 14-7, it was going to end up like it was. And, you know, that 35 nothing score was, yeah, that's, that about summed up the game, really. Yeah, if you wanted to pick moments, that is definitely one of the moments. When you're down 14-0 that quickly... We gave up a 75-yard pass. We gave up a 69-yard catch and pass. Um, one to the tight end, one to receiver. And those were just, I mean, the one to the tight end, that was honestly kind of nice. The way that he ran, I, I was shocked at how. That was a like, fast tight end. I mean, he outran our safety. Uh, <laughs> that was actually kind of impressive. I mean, I'm not trying to be impressed with the other team. That's not what I do when I go to games. But, you know, Wyoming did show that they're a good team. So they're a good team. They're obviously going to a bowl game. Um, you know, they're now seven and four. They could go eight and four, and they probably will, given that they play Reno. Um, but stranger things have happened. We already know that the Mountain West has given us some pretty insane upsets. Uh, we saw Fresno go down, right, I believe, this past week, and um, some other teams. But Wyoming, definitely one of the toughest teams in the Mountain West. I mean, I'm not going to front about that. Um, 
you know, actually that first, I, I take it back. It wasn't 69 yards. It was an 89 yard pass. Yeah. For uh, one that, play. Yep. To the, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. To the um, tight end one play. So it's deflating. And for us not to be able to get on the board when we had a chance on the goal line um, and just talk about that situation of you and I both thought, you know, there might be a good chance to bring in our backup, uh, you know, uh, who's been running a lot of our short yardage, our RPO slash option type, you know, in these situations. But what we saw was Shaker. Yeah. Back. I mean, it was a little tricky. So I think it was, I was reading, it was Steven Sy's article that was saying that Dalen actually wasn't available that game, but he did uh, suit up. So that was interesting. Okay. That That makes a lot more sense. Uh, I mean, I think I saw him. I mean, I saw him suit up. Yeah, he was suited up. Yeah, he was there. So I don't know if he was a senior that he wanted to go as his last, you know, away game as a senior or whatnot. But um, you know, he was he's been battling some injuries. So you know, of course, you know, we didn't know that during the game. But yeah, I think Wayne and I were just looking at each other like, what are we doing? You know, setting up, you know, that shotgun at fourth and goal from the one, Um, and not really the best play either. I mean, they try to run this this option call or, or this RPO type thing and just, you know, shaker, whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. He couldn't really make that decision if he was going to hand it off or run on his own and then just kind of just went to that pile. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, we talk about a lot with games that, you know, a lot of them come down to six or seven plays, but for a lot of this, I mean, we got beat on most plays of the game and, you know, I'm not sure what it was on the scheme side, uh, what they changed, what they, you know, thought about uh, going into this game, uh, what they were going to adapt with. I mean, last week against Air Force, which, you know, to be honest, that Air Force game scared, I'd probably say, almost every Wyoming fan that we talked to. You know, mm-hmm. they, they're like, wait, you guys yeah. beat Air Force last week? Yeah. We're in trouble. Especially because they lost all of us, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it was different because we also played Air Force's back, you know backup quarterback. Uh, but yeah, you look at it, just a few different plays, and you know we had some momentum at times. But you know when you don't make those plays and you have momentum, you know like we had that that uh, that strip for a fumble, right? You know, picked that up, returned it, and then next drive was an interception in the end zone. So you know if you can't capitalize on turnovers like that, and you know you're just going to be in trouble, and that's what we were for. It, it never felt like the game was close, especially after that first score. You know, it just yeah. we knew that we'd be, yeah, chasing. Yeah, it was over by then because we couldn't, we weren't going to catch up. 14 0, giving them the ball back. They were able to get out of the end zone. And we thought, oh, maybe we, we push them back. Maybe our defense can make a play here. But it was like one play, they were already at the 10, I think, and, um, you know, moving themselves down the field again. And, it was funny because then they stopped passing and they were, their passing was very effective on us, but they went and they're a very great running team, obviously, but it almost like they started mm-hmm. taking the foot off the gas in the beginning a little bit. Um, but they did score 21 points in the second quarter as well. So halftime already 35 zero. I mean, this has felt like Oregon almost all over again. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was almost, <laughs> it almost felt more dominant that, then Oregon was, you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, we did, I was trying to remember what we were on the, uh, the turnover battle there, but I think we were, cause we had a, a, a fumble and I think we had one interception too. Right. So, um, yeah, I think we here. did have, yeah. I, I, oh no, it was really, just, yeah, it was two picks. Yeah. We had two picks and then they had one fumble on that one. Um, 
But yeah, I just, there wasn't a whole lot of, of excitement at all with that game. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say complete domination, but that's kind of how it felt. I mean, being senior, I guess we'll call it senior day in Wyoming with the noon kickoff, but a lot of seniors got to play that game, you know, especially in the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible that, um, you know, they had a lot of students there. We'll talk about that. Well, we're going to talk about <laughs> our experience in Wyoming over and over. You know, Ryan and I um, both came in, uh, well, different places. Ryan was already in Texas. I came from Honolulu overnight. Um, shout out, you know, Fuchsia's parents. Shout out Fuchsia, of course. Um, <laughs> but Fuchsia's parents, Lynette and Guy, you know, came along with us for our little Hawaii sports fans adventure. We both flew to Laramie, or we thought we were going to fly to Laramie. I did. <laughs> Ryan didn't actually end up flying to Laramie. Um, Denver, there's a direct flight from Honolulu, uh, with overnight flight. So I said it was myself, Yamashiro, some of uh, our other, um, you know, UH contingent, including uh, the doc, our orthopedic on staff um, at UH as well. Um, so the four of us made it to Laramie. And unfortunately, I had to leave behind Ryan and some of the parents who were coming over from, from Texas. But I'll let Ryan get into that. But I'll tell you, when we got to Laramie, which was really hilarious because um, it's a very small airport. Imagine one terminal, one terminal, one small TSA, one carousel. One gate. Yeah. One gate. <laughs> um, but really nice. I mean, there's a big Wyoming Cowboy logo on it. So when you fly in, I mean, we flew in on United, the tiniest United planes crj planes but it's it, honestly it was kind of like a first class experience almost <laughs> the issue is when you fly to laramie airport um you're kind of even laramie is a little boonies already but you're you're about five miles out into even further boonie not that five miles is far but far enough where you know things like ubers and lifts aren't exactly <laughs> available or neither were taxis which is very strange to land and there's no taxi just waiting Especially when there's, you know, a few people, you know, you're at least going to get up to 50 people getting off a flight. Um, you can rent a car right from the airport, although that dealership or the um, the the uh, rental car um, place's office is actually off-site. So it's a very interesting place. <laughs> uh, but when we landed, I couldn't get an Uber. I couldn't find one. And neither could the doc, the doctor, our orthopedic on staff. So but there's there's us waiting at the front gate. Um, to just hope that someone will pull up. And all of a sudden, we see this big truck pull up. And it's like an F-350, like that, like a giant truck. And we see this this guy that was on his plane, a very young man. He jumped into the car. And then Fuchsia's dad, actually, guy, he just kind of jokingly says to me, oh, there's our Uber, right? And then I'm like, uh, I can't find it. He's like, no, 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 this is our Uber. And he's like, hey, you don't mind uh, taking us to town? Just drop me us in town. And he's like, yeah, get in, the driver. We get in the car. I see the Wyoming stickers. It's all Wyoming ups. I'm like, oh, are you a fan? And he's like, um, I'm on the team, actually. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. And we're all like, oh, my gosh, the player is actually taking us. Um, so we got to shout out Rex Johnson, number 70. Um, what a guy. I mean, he drove us um, to our hotel. And then he drove the orthopedic to the team hotel. And so he even made stops. I mean, what a nice guy. I mean, Laramie is not a very large town, obviously. It's very small. I mean, even when you get in from the five miles in and you're finally in town, it's only about a four-mile radius, I would say, around the town, maybe at the most, maybe two even, I mean, in terms of coverage of the entire area. So it's not very large, um, but it's quite the experience. 
But like I said, we didn't get there. We got there. We had no Ryan. So <laughs> talk about that, Ryan. How come you weren't there in Denver to meet us for our connection? Yeah. So, you know, we were, I'll say we, but uh, I was in Dallas and my route was going to be Dallas to Denver, Denver to Laramie. And of course, I was going to meet up with you guys in Denver. We were all on that same flight. Well, our flight out of Dallas was delayed and it kept getting delayed and delayed. Uh, you know, shout out to my priority pass because we got restaurant credits. Um, but yeah, so it was delayed three hours and it was really tough, um, you know, at first because we're like, oh crap, what are we going to do? You know, there's only two flights out of, from Denver to Laramie, right? One in the morning, one in the afternoon. Um, and when we were delayed, of course, you know, I noticed I saw Verdell Edwards' mom, uh, Latresa there because she loves, and I appreciate this so much, she always has her 23 that whatever, whether it's a jersey, a pullover, or shirt, like, you know, Verdell's number is on her, which is really cool to spot her. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I was like, when I checked in with United, they were like, oh, there's five of you going to Laramie. And I kind of looked around and counted. It was like five green shirts. We're all going to the game. Uh, so it was pretty easy to notice that. Um, yeah, but yeah, pretty so, easy to tell the UH contingent, which is really cool. When we're traveling, we're always yeah. going to search for those other white people. There, there's a reason why people are going from Dallas to Laramie. And <laughs> it was for a football game. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, we got there after three hours and it's really tough. I was texting Wayne as soon as I landed. He's like, we're trying to hold the plane. I know Lynette was doing all of her stuff with the flight attendant. We landed like right after Wayne and them pushed back from the gate. Like we were on the ground and it was just, it's tough knowing that, you know, Laramie only has so many flights. So what we decided to do is actually rent a car. So Denver to Laramie, I think it was about 140 miles or so, um, so the five of us um, who didn't really know each other that well, um, but with our, I'm the only one that's a fan. The other, you know, four had, <laughs> you know, players uh, that they um, they had. But yeah, it was just, we decided to hop in the car and make the drive. So shout out to uh, Stacey Atkins for driving us. Um, you know, parents uh, and Marcia, their parents of Josh Atkins are uh, starting left tackle uh, on offense. And then, um, yeah, we were there with Latrisa and then, I know her name's Jeanette, but she goes by Nana. So yeah, the five of us hopped in a car, um, a nice minivan actually, or an SUV, and then yeah, drove all the way out to Laramie. So, you know, uh, I give credit to the those parents. I mean, you know, just getting there, because you know, to to be honest, during those three hours, I was literally considering it's like, you know what, let me just cancel this. I'm gonna go home or back to my parents' house and then just hang out for the weekend. But you know, the, the determination from parents just to make it to games especially in easily the smallest city that we have in the mountain west um you know that that shows a lot so you know big shout out to them but yeah you know we made it to laramie by that time i think wayne had walked from one end to the other of laramie uh, <laughs> we did we ended up walking from a hotel yeah about north of the mm -hmm. campus um guy and lynette and i and um we saw the doctor we saw we ran into him he's jogging so imagine this. We thought it was really cold. We see him in his shirt and shorts, and he's like jogging. He's like, hey, guys, what's up? And we're like, we're walking to the campus. <laughs> we walked to a really beautiful um, kind of like their don their center for, I don't know how do you put it, their, their fund, the University of Wyoming Fund, which is a space, a conference space, and also a bunch of displays. Looks kind of like a museum. It's really beautiful. I mean, Wyoming, their campus is actually really beautiful. Um, they have a lot of nice buildings, great architecture. And it's actually just very well done in terms of the idea and the spirit behind it being a place of learning and a college campus with 
Division One athletics. Um, they're really good at talking about their history. There's all kinds of displays all over. We also got to go into the basketball arena. Uh, when I asked Guy, um, I was like, how big do you think? Do you think I think to me, it looked bigger than Stan Sheriff. He's like, no, 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 it's got to be less seats, but way more seats than Stan Sheriff, actually. Probably about the same size as Stan Sheriff, but perfect circle and really cool, um, their arena. And I think their arena is just called Arena Auditorium. Like, it's not, there's no name. It's like Arena-Auditorium. But it's all connected. Their football, their complex is connected. Their athletics offices, everything is connected. Um, so it's very cohesive, and, it, and it's, it's a great example of what other schools should look like, at least in the mid-major Mountain West level. Uh, but we kept walking down because we had to go to our favorite, uh, one of our favorite places there, me, Altitude Brewing. We got there. Uh, we actually started making uh, inferences that, I wonder where the beer is coming from. It looks like the pipes are going. Like We were, kept talking like, I wonder how they're doing because you can kind of see into the back. And, you know, for us curious people who love going on brewery tours and distillery tours, uh, we actually... Uh, coerced them actually not really they they voluntarily told us hey if you just want to go back and take a look we can and we'll tell the brewmaster he loves talking about it and he did his name was sean so shout out to brewmaster sean there at altitude brewing laramie he brought us along and showed us um you know where he's making the wort and all the different parts throwing in the rye and the barley and making flavors uh they had a lavender cream ale on tap which is really good and he talked about how they let one of the um servers who was really um into um you know uh the experience as well the beer making experience she was like oh yeah they let me put the lavender in so i'm sure it's pretty good and it was cool he kept talking about that too he's like yeah I let the girl put the lavender in because everybody wants to be a part of the process and um it was just really neat we got to see different vats we got to go downstairs and see where actually um they they said that some of the casks were like old like hundreds of years old they purchased like really really old um and they would store each of the different and they had a lot on top for a smaller brewery they had probably 20 beers i think like they had so much like a seasonal rotation but also their standards um maybe not 20 but uh, maybe 20 at least 15 i would say it was pretty impressive for a small place really good beer as well um obviously the rocky mountain water probably helps with that as well <laughs> um but after that we did something that we never did before it was a place that we went to twice and you never think that this place would be in Laramie, Wyoming, but it's a really cute little tea and crumpet uh, place. Yiki's in the and air. It's called a Sweet Mouse. <laughs> yep. And uh, we ended up going twice. We'll talk about the second time. But uh, Ryan met us there as well. We had our uh, first day. We had a little herbal tea and a bunch of different cupcakes, um, homemade. And inside, if you just imagine, you know, a, little, a place with like tiered um you know displays with cupcakes and a lot of pink and a lot of like um you know just the feeling that you're at a tea party with like five-year-old girls or something but it's just a bunch of burly men in there as well cowboys um mm -hmm. but really cool place and um we ended up doing that and then later that night we met up with some other folks uh at um bond brewing which is a place that you know we've gone before if you should have been there before she didn't come on this trip but uh, we joked because last time we were there, we saw a baby crawling on the bar, literally. Um, but this time, we just saw babies crying and crawling all over the restaurant. So I guess it's still a theme there. They, they just grew up a little bit, you know. Instead of being <laughs> in, a, in a little carrier, they're were, they were up on the tables. And, you know, there were toys all strewn around. And, you know, those, <laughs> yeah. 
there was like a little riding bicycle or whatever, a little tyke or whatever they call those two. And it's just, um, you know, shout out to that taco truck in the back. Uh, oh, yeah. Good. You know, um, we did the nachos That's and it's so just good. two different tacos to try. Um, but yeah, you know, nice little experience. And, and that's kind of where it started to get cold in Laramie. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, we had a good time, came back and met up with a couple more of the parents again, you know, watch women's volleyball that night. And, and then, yeah, I got ready. Oh, wait, we forgot about that one story. Uh, grabbing oh, stuff we forgot the about the biggest yeah. moment. Yeah, that night almost. Yeah. Um, after we left Braun, we, we said we're going to make a stop for our tailgate to buy some beer. Went to a liquor store and I was like, hey, let's turn in here right around the corner. As we're looking at beers in the back, um, we see a Wyoming fan. Well, a guy dressed up in Wyoming gear, two two guys, a guy and his son, actually. And we're like, hey, you're going to go to the game and don't beat up on us. Ha, ha. You know, we were making like and – and that's when they were like, no, you guys beat Air Force. Like, we're kind of worried. And then we're like, oh, you're a fan? And he's like, I'm, actually, I'm a parent. And he's like, we're like, what number? And he's like, six. And you were like – who is that? He's like the quarterback. I'm like, oh, everyone's <laughs> like, oh yeah, totally the quarterback. It's kind of embarrassing. He's like, are you serious? My son's a starting quarterback. But um, Andrew Peasley, shout out to him, uh, his yeah. dad, um, because he he told us we can come and join him in the tailgate, and that's yeah. what we did this morning and saw him and a bunch of other people. So that was cool, walking up to them and finding them on. Uh, the north side of the stadium. And uh, first, when we got there, they were all lined up and getting ready for a pretty cool tradition that you can talk about, Ryan, that they do in the mornings or be pre-game there. Yeah, so, I mean, this was about two hours before the game, and they just do this this walkthrough. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of other colleges that have similar traditions, but it, it was so simple and so mm. easy to do. And I guess maybe outside of, like, security costs almost nothing. I mean, you had their their mascot on top of a horse yep. that led, you know, that led out there. And then there's the marching man that followed and then the coaching staff and the team. And, you know, they weren't all they were just dressed out in sweats and whatever it was. Uh, a lot of photos being taken, a lot of, you know, high fives. I don't know if they're signing autographs for kids or whatnot, but literally they're just walking down the street. And I think they went through that little that, that indoor field house that they have and then went over to the locker room. Right. But yeah, just walking through the street and being able to see all the fans, um, super cool to do. I, you know, we talked about this, like how simple it'd be for, you know, us at home in Hawaii to do this. Yes. Um, you know, and we used to have something like that at Aloha Stadium, uh, you know, with Rolo, right? They'd kind of do that walkthrough yep. uh, coming in. But yeah, really cool to see. And then, you know, shout out to uh, Dylan Hollingsworth, who ended up getting us a, a pass. By the way, Wyoming, you know, we complain about tailgating so much. Wyoming in this, this main lot charges $100 a vehicle. Mm -hmm. It is up there. Um, mm -hmm. But I do know that they were talking, they do something where like part of your season ticket cost goes towards a season pass or something like that. But yeah, that's so still what a lot. Was, we talk about that. And this is a good point to bring up because UH does already charge an up fee. Um, and they talked about theirs, uh, Dylan, or we met the other guy with a big gallon, five gallon hat, 10 gallon, uh, cowboy hat, uh, with his electric smoker, but we're, he's, uh, brings his RV, which he parks in Laramie and a bunch of them store their RVs in Laramie and live out of town a little bit, maybe two, two hours or so. So they drive in, but they don't want to drive their, their RVs back and forth because it costs so much money. Mm -hmm. Um, for gas so they leave it in town 
and then they, they pick it up a few days before the game or the day before, and you can't even camp in it. So a lot of them camp in their RVs in the parking lot. I mean, that's something that we see at other um, schools as well. But yeah. like you said, Wyoming's a small place. They don't have, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands. I mean, I guess they do have thousands of fans, but they don't have something like you see every week where you're you're pouring in all these people. They But they do have solid traditions that, even if they have the game at noon, if they have the game at seven, they said they usually have night games. This is their first day game of the year, and it was perfect. Thank you for doing that for us because it was yeah. the warmest <laughs> time of the day as well, which was nice. And uh, we didn't have any rain, which was great as well. Um, unlike what or we snow. had in City Theory. <laughs> yeah, or snow, which was nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so simple, the traditions, but also just fun to be in the parking lot after that, after we saw the procession. We got to shake some hands with the players. Um, some people took photos. And, you know, like we said, we were with the Easleys and a bunch of the parents that we were introduced to. So, um, and then we were told, hey, go meet us at the RV of, of, of about a few yards down the street because that's where, you know, we have a tailgate and you guys can come and get some food and burgers mm -hmm. and beer. And they were just so friendly. And then we got out there and, I got to meet a Wyoming blogger um, who did a story on me. A lot of people kept asking me about all, you know, my my game streak. Um, so many people. That's you know, at that school, a lot of people came up to me individually to congratulate me and yeah. to um, this one old guy. I wish I had forgotten his name. He was so sweet, but he kept. He's like, "That's going to be a sports center." I don't know why it's not a sports center. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, people, and um, it was a really nice old man and. Um, we invited them to Ryan even invited them to come and stay. Some of them, yeah. if they do come back to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's tough. Cause I, I don't see them actually ending up in the Hawaii bowl the way that their season's going. So they're going to end up, you know, playing some a little bit higher, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, it was an amazing, just, just, uh, you know, with them taking us on and probably at least for me with any road game I've been to probably the nicest fans, which, you know, I came in not expecting that at all. Um, you know, I came mm -hmm. in expecting what we got with the student section walking through. Um, oh my God. So, you know, that was an interesting. And, and, you know, I did make that decision <laughs> to walk us. Instead of going all the way back out in the concourse and all the way around, I was like, you know what? Let's just go straight across. And, and you know, we definitely heard a lot. I of warned things, you. Uh, I warned you. Yep. When you're walking down, so you better yep. be prepared if you want to walk in front mm -hmm. of them. Because it's literally but, walking in front of them. Where everyone is yeah. looking at it. Imagine that, like <laughs> it's walking in this in front of the students, and they put the craziest ones in the front row as well. Um, yeah. So we got a lot of we got a lot of um, smack talk, but that's only because we ended up for a, a moment on the parent side because they invited us <laughs> to come and hang out with them yeah. in Wyoming. It was funny; they were like, "Come sit with us too" at some point, and so we we yeah. saw a bunch of them in the stands as well, and also got to and Wyoming. Um, you know, they have all their bowl games up around you know just the name of the mm -hmm. bowls they played in uh kind of on the concourse level which is really cool because it's simple it shows you that you know this team has had success in bowl years and it commemorates it just helps you to remember you know what your team has done in the past and um we were under a fiesta bowl sign they told us to meet them and, <laughs> and when we got up there our team finally scores a touchdown which is hilarious uh, by the yeah. way if you want to check out any of these photos anything we're talking about even that even us being up there and getting that video of our uh, the Ashlock touchdown from Shaker, the only touchdown of the game, you can check it out at HI Sports Fans, at HI Sports Fans on Instagram, or at Hawaii Sports Fans on Facebook. You can see us as well, X as well, Twitter. 
um, at HI Sports Fans. But make sure you're following us because we get all the latest in terms of, you know, our, our tours. And uh, we're looking forward to next year already and a bunch of tours coming up. But also not just football tours, uh, our men's volleyball tours, uh, our Japanese baseball tour, like I said, coming up. And, um, you know, a lot of that is inspired by the people we meet on our on our tours and the places we go we always try and do different places and this this trip definitely gave us a chance to experience a different side of laramie and um i don't know if i'll ever go back it's my fourth time going to laramie <laughs> Wyoming, actually uh, but uh, this is the most that i i got to really see the place and meet the people and you know obviously not all the wyoming parents are actually from wyoming or even yeah the state of wyoming a lot of them are come from out of town but um, they're so friendly and they introduced us to a lot of their hardcore Wyoming fan base that they tailgate with. And that's why we said tailgating is such an essential part of the college football experience. And Wyoming does it well. I mean, they really do. And um, they they were telling us, you know, there's usually way more people here. OK, like we're like, OK, we get it. We get it. Like this is there's yeah. this is just crazy. Like but you said a hundred dollars a pop. Not everybody can do it. Oh, and that's what I want to get back to. So because UH does like their 250 because he told us the guy i think it was dylan or the other guy you're talking to he said you know i pay for my season tickets and i pay 250 on top each ticket so that 500 dollars mm-hmm. though is applied to the parking so mm-hmm. he gets the whole season parking uh you don't get anything you get access no. to buy mm-hmm. so that's one thing wyoming does different you can charge a lot if you can if you can apply those people's donation and that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, that's a good way to, mm-hmm. you know, at least um, keep people happy, but also keep them donating and also, you know, kill a few birds with one stone. And, uh, you know, it all goes back to the ability to be able to tailgate, to be able to not just park conveniently yeah. next to the stadium, but to be able to get out there and tailgate. Yeah. And, you know, with these people, I mean, they already said next year, right? When we play, we're going up to Air Force. They're going to meet us in Colorado Springs. They're going to, yep. they're happy to cheer for Hawaii <laughs> because it's a anti Air Force, you know, feeling. But yeah, I mean, I think that'd be really cool just to, and, and you know, that's what college football is about. That's what, you know, sports are about, right? It's, it's not even, I mean, one, this is, hey, we're finding a common enemy in Air Force, but, you know, it's just meeting these people and having these relationships uh, over the love of the game, right? So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, maybe these guys will show up on one of your, you know, a J- Japan baseball tour or something. I mean, that'd be super yeah, cool yeah. to be like, hey, we met Wayne and, and you know, they're they're going to get you in between 99 and 100. So, yeah. you know, True. that's going to be it was it was really cool to see because when they found out about Wayne, I mean, he was like <laughs> instant local celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> I know all these people. Yeah, kept coming was to like, talk to me. Is that you? Are you the guy? I was like, which yep. guy? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're super cool. impressed, um, but, but, but they can appreciate that. You know, yes. um, we've talked about this and Wayne said this multiple times. Um, you know, he's not he doesn't have this like, you know, million dollar bank account that's <laughs> sitting nope. down and, and, you know, he works really hard to kind of get where he goes. And, you know, we've talked about these thirty nine dollar flights on Spirit and Southwest and, you know, mm-hmm. overnights and places. So, yeah, it does take a lot. And, and, you know, it was a place where a lot of people truly, I think, appreciated that. Um, to know what it takes and also we're just like totally just throwing a, like, i mean that's just they're like eight years you know so i mean it's not a competition i thought people but everyone was like okay i consider myself like the most hardcore super hardcore fan and they're like i don't not even close to your level i'm like it's a, 
me traveling is not is not what makes me a fan. Me traveling, I can tell them, is more of a reflection of mental illness, maybe, you know, spending less money. But I always use that as a joke. But it's true. Like, it is kind of irrational sometimes. But it, it is it is the it is the experience. It is the people. And we got all of that in Wyoming, which was really awesome. Um, that spilled into the game. We got a shout out, you know, a lot of our our transplants from Hawaii that we got to catch up with again at the game. I got a shout out Mia who came up from Colorado Springs and, and sat with us and was saw her stepson play on our team and brought her son as well. So shout out to Saragosas. Um, and I know there's St. Louis people as well. So, they, you know, they were able to see a lot of the St. Louis boys on the team. So you know, that's the coolest part is we're going to have fans always at every game. And we travel so well. And even if not, we're not all traveling, you're going to see Hawaii people there. And we tell people because there's nothing like being reunited with other local people and the people on the mainland just so much appreciate it. And it's huge football that brings us together. It, it's that's what it is. So we might not win the game, but we're going to have a, a solid reunion and, um, you know, we're going to have great experiences nonetheless. And, um, after the game as well, typically the two of us, uh, will be waiting for our Hawaii boys to come out, but we were invited. <laughs> we got invited while we were there. <laughs> To go yeah. and hang out with the boys after the game. The parents said, No, you gotta come see us after. And um, we took a bunch of photos. Like all the players <laughs> came out and talked to us, said hi, and yeah. they were like telling us, like, oh, these kids came from Hawaii. If this guy goes to all the games, like telling other players. And <laughs> um, we got to take a photo with Andrew, like Andrew Peasley, the quarterback. He actually gave Lynette a koozie, or his dad did. We brought some chocolates for yeah. the daddy. He gave her a koozie with the. I, I thought the koozie was kind of cool, actually. And then he ended up signing. Yep. So she got hers. You know, Nana is always good about making sure she got her souvenir. She and um, she did it. She worked hard to to find him as well. She's like, "Where's number six? And we're in the back, just in a mob yeah. of Wyoming people. And um, she had to borrow the sharpie from a little kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little kid gave her a sharpie. That was the best. She's like, "Get a pen." I was looking for a pen, and a little kid was like, "Here, you can use my sharpie." <laughs> so, I mean, you just gotta ask, though. You know, you just gotta be there, and yeah. that's the thing about us too. We're not shame ever. You know, we're always ready. We're always down to like people invite us to stuff. We'll go, and they were actually disappointed that we left right after the game um, because they wanted to keep partying with us. They were like, "How are you guys yeah. leaving right now?" <laughs> But we should shout out some of the players' families. Um, I know. Um, why don't you mention some of them, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, we had a. You know, there's a, of course Dylan Hollingsworth. We met his. Uh, you know, he's the guy whose son is playing. But you know, he's the one that gave us that parking pass. Um, yeah. Shout out to Frank Crum, who's probably one of the larger people in general that I've been like face to face with. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a graduate student. Uh, already has like his real estate license, um, MBA. And a, uh, and a degree in uh, economics, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, he's he's looking. He was he was saying he's like he's got this super smart you know college career and zero work experience. But you know, <laughs> good luck to you after the season, man. Uh, but yeah, it was you know cool meeting him. Um, well, he's such a giant right that I tell him I think you'll be playing. You're gonna your playing career might not be over. I mean, he's a great <laughs> player too. So amazing. Um, but who are some of the others? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, Shay Suonua, um, you know, we yeah. hung out with his mom. She was super cool as well. Um, I know so we're going to have to drop so Shay, Shay's mom. We have to bring this up just because, you know, this is Rainbow Wrap-Up, and you're not going to hear this anywhere else. But uh, Shay uh, Suonua, um, Afakasi, Samoan, uh, half Samoan boy, 
Afasamo, I guess I should say. Um, he uh, he would be a perfect fit at UH. You know, just put it that way because six three linebacker, and he walked as a junior. He actually has a year left, and his mom said, "Oh, we're well, we're gonna walk because." Because, oh, and I was like, wait, because he could be leaving. <laughs> and he's also friends with Cam Stone. That's all. We're just going to keep it there. He's friends with uh, <laughs> a Wyoming transfer that's currently playing for UH. So without, you know, putting words into his mouth because he did not confirm this, we're just saying, <clears throat> who knows? We might be adding a 6'3 linebacker um, originally from Torrance, California, which is perfect for our team as well. Um, they're on our squad. But uh, he was really fun to hang out with after yeah. we said Andrew uh, Peasley, uh, Easton Easton Gibbs, Gibbs as well, right? Yeah, that- uh, Cole Godbout, uh, his parents uh, were there. So, yeah, I, I think it was super cool just to be around a lot of the senior parents too. You know, yeah, um, because you know, of course, they all, a lot of them went in early just to see what the traditions and everything they did. You know, calling out the players and doing all the runouts and stuff. But yeah, just the fact that they opened you know everything up to us. Um, yeah, just really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, uh, the players were a little confused at times. They're like, why are these like four, you know, five Hawaii people taking <laughs> photos with all of us? <laughs> but they did I know, it. I mean, they were all like, super like sports. People were, I, but people yeah. were coming towards us too, like gravitating. They're like, oh, okay, so this is strange, but I guess, I mean, you know, they just blown us out, obviously. So it wasn't like there was any blood, blood between yeah, them and us at all. No. Just all fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, super good sports about it. And it was just, I, I guess coming out after a game and then your parents were like, Hey, take photos with these players or with these fans from the other team, but probably throw me too. So, um, <laughs> but good but yeah, stuff. I mean, it, you know, it was, uh, and overall it was an awesome experience. Um, you know, we, we went and got cupcakes two days in a row. So, <laughs> yep. you know, if you're ever in Laramie, take a, yeah, go to that place and uh sweet mouse, we- right. Yeah, sweet yeah. mouth. So, and it's right across the yeah. street from from. All, there's literally like two roads in Laramie, like <laughs> second, third, and first and second and third. I guess there's a fourth. Okay, it goes up to like fifty, but literally that's all there are. These number right. street, they're really second and third. I think are the only two places with um, the action. But um, we found them, and um, everybody's like, "Oh, you got sweet mouth." Everybody knows it too. So, <laughs> definitely a place to go and check out and have mm-hmm. a little, you know, some photo ops in there as well it's really cool um but yeah that was laramie and you know for us or for me uh i mean right after we left sweet mouse we went back to the airport and then we headed back to um colorado and typically i drive up from denver this is the first year that i've flown but i wanted to experience flying to laramie and i didn't want to drive over that over the um the pass the border because wyoming is on like the southern border right of of wyoming and colorado and Denver is, you know, in northern Colorado, but not super far north, right? It's like north right. central Colorado. So, like I said, it's about 140 mile drive. So it's not an easy drive. It's at least two hours, two and a half hours. So um, it's it's a lot easier to fly into Laramie Small Airport. And, and you uh, shouldn't but, be driving to Laramie anyway, or Wyoming yeah. in general. But you know, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> after what happened two years ago, some of you might remember when. You know, I may have made a few friends there in Wyoming um, on the side of the road um, after they flagged me down. Um, but still, that's what happens when you are in a place with a big, expansive area and roads. You, um, you know, you just take to the to the road and to the highway. And that's what uh, Ryan actually did this past uh, trip with some parents. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, so many 
stories to talk about and mm-hmm. you know something we'll think about of always i think for those of us who are there shout out to our boy andrew franco as well who oh, comes yeah. and meets us a lot out on the road i just saw him in albuquerque and it was cool to see him again in um, laramie so we have such a lot of great uh fans that live on the mainland or live on the continent and in the in the rockies or they live you know crash out our boy robert yamamoto of course yamamoto ohana and also all of those Springs people. Andrew lives in the Springs as well, Colorado Springs. They just call the Springs. But Colorado Springs, which is about an hour and half south of Denver. So to get all the way up there from Springs, you got to add another hour, an hour and a half to that drive as well. So not an easy drive, but so good to see so many faces. And, um, you know, we'll be back. Uh, hopefully we invited them all for next week's game. Colorado State, it's senior night. It's a game that um, I I predicted us to win before the season started, actually. And um, I think we can do it. I really do. I, I mean, I think Laramie is a tough place to play. And 7,220 feet, I mean, it's tough to walk. It was tough. When we went to go visit the parents, we walked up that spiral yeah. ramp. We were like dying. Like, okay, maybe we shouldn't have cool. Yeah, a little out of breath here. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, State, I, I won't talk too much about that. But I think, Ryan, I mean, for you, I know you call it a loss before the season, but... I mean, I, I think for all of us, we've seen the potential that UH has. And if we come to play, I think we could beat the Rams, especially at home on senior night. Yeah, uh, you know, senior night with we have, what do we have, 14 seniors, I think we had. Um, I was trying to read up on some stuff. So I know that, like, uh, I think Stephen McBride's coming back next year is what he announced. Um, okay, great. Have, like uh, Shipley and Ben Falk who, in my opinion, I mean, I don't know what else is going on, but, like, Ben Falk should be our punter because I, I watched him warm up <laughs> against UNLV in a couple other spots. Um, but, yeah, I think the three of us actually picked – yeah, the three of us picked us to beat Colorado State. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I remember we're the last three positive. games of the season were all the same. Yep. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, part of it was last year – we should have won last year too. Um, we just kind of really came up flat, you know, playing them. That game was – that was a pretty ugly one. I think it was like we lost what seventeen thirteen or something like that. Yeah, it was, was a really ugly fun. I mean, that was also a fun tailgate. So <laughs> yeah. one of the more I think fun. I was watching that. I've been to. I'll never I can. I can never that with like song. Fuchsia. Huh? Well, Fuchsia oh, I was watching there. that with like Sean Fuchsia and Rita. Oh yeah, uh, you guys at Big City Diner. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was playing this game called Thunder, which is the ACDC thunder song and you have to keep drinking until in between the thunders and we were telling the wyoming people about the game they're like okay that's a crazy game like we, <laughs> like this is what you do in the mountain west you find these people and it's the funnest part the tailgates they'll be all the time the most fun part is the tailgate and it's hard to leave them we've had great tailgates this year in reno in nashville um in eugene i mean everywhere we went we've been able to find the party and have fun. Yeah, Albuquerque, when I went by myself, like I said, I saw Andrew. I saw a bunch of Kona, you know, shout out all of our New Mexico Ohana that we see. So it's always great. It's always a reunion for me as well. And that's what I enjoy. But I'm sure senior night will be also the same. Um, check it out. 6 p.m. TC Ching, the last game of the year. Bring some lay if you want to give to some people. Um, I know that, uh, like you said, there'll be at least 14 seniors. So... Yeah, and some children as well. Um, where? Walking around? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Fuchsia, who is actually present for today's recording, had to remind, um, you know, Ryan has a little bit of a 
uh, a kid on the team as well, we'll call it, oh, uh, because of his relationship <laughs> with Andrew. So we got a shout out, Andrew. And um, we, we started calling him Andrew Choice, too, because, you know, it just... It... <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's news to me, but okay. <laughs> yeah, we haven't said it in front of you yet, but here you go, Andrew Choice, too. I mean, right. Oh boy. oh boy i mean that's what we are we're about the relationships um so we'll see andrew we'll see all the boys next week uh ryan will be home ryan will, uh in texas oh. now like i said i'm in florida right now i'll be back there on saturday um but you know it's it, it's a game like i said is winnable it's a game that timmy uh, is playing against a coach that you know he knows how he thinks and a lot of um you know, what kind of schemes, which should be to Timmy's advantage. Um, in Wyoming, like we said, I think, you know, it's just a tough game. I think um, Timmy did, you know, maybe have some missteps in terms of how to keep the game manageable, but mm-hmm. still a really difficult game um, to win in either way. But you don't want to see yourselves get blown out, especially 35-0 at halftime. I mean, it's over at halftime at that point. Yeah. Um, but Colorado State, I mean, if we can come out like we did against Air Force, like we said, win, mm-hmm. get a touchdown on that first drive, burn clock, I think it's doable. Um, but for you, just closing up this podcast, just talk about you know how how we can end this season in the perfect. What's the perfect way, and what's the best way we can end this season? Obviously, a win would be. But what would you like to see, especially going into the off season? You know, going in, I just want to see you know us look competent and i think that's it goes to the really simple things of getting plays in you know calling them on time we're not burning timeouts you know because you ran down the play clock uh you know on defense if you get beat on defense it better be because the person across the line's you know more talented than you not that you're making boneheaded mistakes i think that uh, on the back half of the season we've gotten a little bit better on dumb penalties you know we haven't been having all these crazy personal fouls and, and false starts. And, you know, a lot of those things are what, you know, hurts you, right? Anytime you go, you know, negative yardage on offense because of a penalty, uh, you know, that's where you get in trouble. Um, but, you know, I, I just overall want to, you know, I want to see some fire from the team. Um, you know, one thing I kind of noticed, and I, I don't know if you saw this too in Laramie, but that whole first half, they were quiet, you know, mm. and, and I don't know what the halftime speech was, but, you know, they came out and they're yelling more, they're chanting more, they're singing, you know, you saw a little bit more of a team uh, and, you know, this is college football. You can't do a half game. Right. So if you're yeah. going to do this, you know, hopefully the team, I mean, there's zero reason not to be amped up for senior night. I mean, this is the yeah. last game that you're going to play with your teammates uh, in this set of, you know, this group. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, we'll see a lot of that. Um, we'll see if we'll, we'll see if uh, there's any Wayne pushups this year. Uh, I know a couple yeah. of years ago at Colorado State. Um, yeah, Wayne didn't do pushups for every point, he just kind of cherry picked one. When we got to 55, first of all, I have to jump on the field myself unauthorized, so Um, (laughs) I didn't have to do that. There is video footage of that one, but yeah, I mean, you know, of course, for uh, this senior crew, it'd be uh, great to you know leave with a win, but you know, it's tough being a Hawaii fan right now with the outlook of not just our team, but just the program in general. So I think, yeah, having a solid competent win would really help going into the off season. Hopefully you have a full spring, you know, hopefully there's a spring game next year. Um, you know, it's weird because I feel like we keep losing yeah. practice space and, and, you know, it's, it's literally Cheng field. That's it. Yeah. You know? 
So yeah, I mean, we were in Wyoming. We were in their practice, indoor practice field. Yep. Uh, and they have green space everywhere. We were joking about yeah. that. We're like, do they practice there? Do they practice there? Yeah. It's like they have grass everywhere and and space and and we don't. And that's hard. And it's funny because the Wyoming people, when I would ask them, well, have you been to Wyoming? Or we're like, oh, we watched the game there. And I'm like, oh, and Aloha Stadium? They're like, no, in the high school one. <laughs> that's what they were calling. <laughs> they kept calling it the high school. They were yep. calling it the high school stadium. I was like, yeah, they must, they mm-hmm. must, they're talking about the right one. Um, so that's kind of sad that that's the um mm-hmm. You know, because that people think that the, the stadium is a joke. I'm gonna be honest. Like everyone thinks that, you know, for what it is, what we have right now, okay, it's doable, it works, and there are some positives to it. I'm not gonna say it's all bad, but definitely not having tailgating is not a good thing. But that has nothing to do with the stadium itself, which is called High School Stadium by a lot of those Wyoming fans. So I don't know. We'll be there Saturday at our high school stadium, TC Ching, and one fifty one. Yeah, we're going to be rocking it, though, still. Um, check us out, though, hisportsfans.com. Leave your name and email and hear about some of our big tours coming up soon. And go on some adventures with us, because that's what we do at HI Sports Fans. We're about mm-hmm. curating adventures that include a foodie experience, that include, you know, not being shame and being in all those places where people invite us and we get to meet new people, because that's how we are. We're not shy. We love to go out there and... And meet new people and to um you know bring new experiences for us as well it's itself um aggrandizing maybe sometimes when we can brag about going to all these places but it really it, it's more than just to travel to these places it really truly is an experience like we don't just go to check off places like i love checking off oh we ate here we got to say we went here but it's really the total experience so that's what you're getting with hi sports fans with hawaii sports fans so please um, leave us your email and name at hisportsfans.com because we'll be doing a survey before Christmas and in, in December, actually very soon, to see what kind of interest we have for next year's tours. And hope you can be there, Ryan. Uh, we're going to shout out, of course, again, Don and Sean Iman, our, our friends uh, who are we're not able to make our show, but we want to shout them out and ask you to keep them as well in your thoughts um because you know we miss them and we love them so shout out to sean and don and um the entire iman family and we'll see them next time and we'll see you all next time because we got a lot more to talk about even into the off season and right here on the rainbow wrap up for for ryan uh see you choice to you this is wayne talk to you guys <laughs> next week aloha Bobos. have a good thanksgiving everybody <laughs> so what's so different about hawaii sports fans hey guys this is wayne cueto and that's a question i get asked a lot and it's a fair one there are a lot of great local companies that will take you on the road get you game tickets transportation airfare and hotel yes we can do all of that too but the difference here is an extra layer of detail an extra layer of personalization an extra layer of premium amenities and adventure that you can't get anywhere else Starting with our group size, we usually never go above 24, usually around 12 to 15, and sometimes only two to four even. It doesn't matter. Whatever size, we're gonna give you that experience. We're gonna give you a foodie adventure. We're gonna make every moment count. There's no dead time. And of course, you're always gonna be well-fed and always eating very good stuff. I can just guarantee you that. But here at Hawaii Sports Fans as well, we wanna make you feel like family always. And that's something that is hard to do for most companies. We're proud to do it here. We can't wait to have you on the road. Join us at hisportsfans.com.
Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.